Welcome to the Women Inseparable Freedom Series with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. Here's Jacqueline. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. I want to read a couple of verses. We're looking for freedom in different topics. If you were able to um, watch a video one, you would have been encouraged to make a list. And I pray that if you have not seen video one, you can push pause and go back and watch video one or just ignore it all together and just stay right here with me where you are. But if you do have that topic that is on your heart, that is in your head for freedom, I pray that you will get that front and center in your mind. Because whenever you open scripture, whenever you hear somebody open scripture, whenever you are in a church setting and you're studying scripture with people by yourself or with others, always take it personal. Always take it selfish. We kind of tend to have a habit, women, that when we hear scripture, sometimes we think of our spouse. <laughs> sometimes when we hear scripture, we think of our child. Hmm, right? I'm not the only one. Some of us have grandbabies and we hear scripture and we want to throw the scripture at our grandbaby. We think of our neighborhood. We think of our workplace. We so often hear scripture and we're like, oh, that is so good for that person. May I ask you to change that game? For this study and any time you're in scripture, take it selfishly. This is, this is about you, always and only about you. And then once you have that there, then the Holy Spirit can work through you in your marriage and through you as a mom and through you as fill in the blank, but it's the spirit of God doing the work. It's freedom. Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter two, verse number one and verse number two, it says this. And you were dead. It's a great opening sentence, isn't it? And you were dead in the trespasses and in the sins in which you once walked. I don't know where you are. I don't know. I don't know when you hear the name Jesus Christ, I don't know what that does within your soul. It does different things for many of us. And I don't know what that name, when you hear the name Jesus Christ, I don't know what that does in your soul. If you, if you know Jesus as your savior, if you have ever learned that God the Father sent his son Jesus to earth to walk among humanity, to live in the flesh, to relate so fully with everything that you're facing, with everything that you encounter, with your circumstances, with your situations, with your emotions, your mental battles. Jesus came to relate to all of that. And in his sinless perfection, he died on the cross. He died on the cross with this sentence right here that we just saw in Ephesians 2 verse 1 that says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Jesus loved you so much that he took those trespasses. He took those sins from you entirely, throughly from you, and he put them on himself and he nailed them to the cross. He bore them on his flesh. He bore them within himself. And he died in those trespasses 
and in those sins. And then Jesus rose again. He rose again, removing those trespasses and sins from you, burying them in the tomb, taking them to the grave, sealing them completely and entirely gone. And he rose again new and alive. And he's claiming to you, yes, you were once dead in your trespasses and sins, but I, but I love you. I don't know if you know Jesus Christ. I don't know what happens within your soul when you hear the name Jesus Christ. But my prayer is that you right now, as we read Ephesians 2, will fall in love with Jesus Christ. Whether it be for the very first time, or perhaps, perhaps you've been walking with God for decades. And you received Jesus as your Savior when you were a kid or a teenager or you remember that time. You remember that first time you learned who Jesus Christ is. I pray you fall in love with him again, deeper, fuller, more today. Wherever you are, I pray that you'll stay where you are as we read this scripture. Ephesians 2 verse 1, and you were dead. And the trespasses and the sins in which you once walked following the course of this world. It's enticing out there. And sometimes we follow the course of this world. Following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Do you see the darkness in this passage? Verse three, it says, among whom we all I love how Paul, the author of this letter to the Ephesians, includes himself to this description of darkness. I fit in this description of darkness. You fit in this description of darkness. Among we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Could we not agree in that sentence? It's our truth. We have all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body, carrying out the desires of the mind. We could all say, yep, that was me. That was me last night. We all do that. We've all done that. And we were all by nature children of wrath. We could back that sentence up by going back to Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3. It backs up and supports fully the foundation of that sentence that we are all nature, in our nature, children of wrath like the rest of mankind. We all were the same thing born. It's an encouraging start of a passage of scripture, isn't it? And then we see verse 4, we see these powerful powerful little words, two words. We did a whole series on these two words, but God, but God, this description of darkness, this weight that we feel when we look at the first few verses of Ephesians chapter two, completely wash away are completely made new through these two little words, but God, it says, but God, being rich in mercy, because, because of the great love with which he loved us. You could put in John, John chapter 3. If you want to be specific, you could insert the verse 16. 
but the whole John chapter three spills out the great love that God had. It says, even, even when we were dead, that description of darkness, that being dead in the trespasses and our sins, God was rich in mercy so deeply with such great love that even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. We're talking about freedom. We're doing a whole study on freedom. How do you get freedom? The answer, the answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus every time, all the time. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you know about Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what happens inside your soul when you hear that word. What matters is right now, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I'm asking, do you know Jesus? And I pray right now that if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Romans, Romans chapter 10 Romans chapter 10, please look that up. You can look it up on your Bible app. If you do not have a physical Bible, you can look it up on a Bible app. It's free. You put in Romans chapter 10 and you'll see in that chapter that what it takes to be a believer in Jesus Christ is as simple as saying, I don't even know if the word's simple. If you could put the word simple with the name of Jesus Christ, his love is so great. But confessing with your mouth, and believing in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, scripture says you will be saved. Friend, I don't know if before this video, if you've ever received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've ever said with your mouth or believed in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, but even right now where you are, you can be saved. You can be saved. Wrap your head around the love of God. God loves you so sweetly, so intimately. Receive Jesus as your savior, friend that knows Jesus. Will you say thank you today? It's the last time you thanked God. It's the last time you thanked God. God, you sent Jesus for me, period. In Psalms, we see a word, it says Selah. S-E-L-A-H. When you read through the book of Psalms, you'll see the word Selah often. That means pause and worship. When you're reading through Ephesians 2 on your own after this, highly recommend. Spend some time with Ephesians and Ephesians 2 on your own, on your knees. Get on your knees with scripture and have the word Selah on your tongue. And thank God. Thank God for his richness and mercy. Thank him for his great love that in which he loved you. Thank him for taking you out of darkness and putting him, you into the light of Jesus Christ. That's where freedom begins. That's where freedom begins is in the love of Jesus Christ. You have freedom, period. Selah. It's in Jesus. Verse four, it says, but God... But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he has made us alive together with Christ because Christ rose again. Therefore, we have been risen again by grace. You have been saved. And then it continues. There's even more to thank the Lord for, to thank God for. It says, and he has raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So much in that passage that continues on in the next few verses. Again, sweet daughter of God, sit with this passage. 
pray over this passage. Embrace this passage. For right now and with our study on freedom, may I go down to verse 12. Verse 12 begins with the word remember. Remember. And this verse 12 is going to take us right back to that opening sentence that says, and you were dead. Verse 12 says this. Remember that you that you were at that time separated. What time? That time of darkness, that time before you knew Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Remember that at that time you were separated from Christ. You were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. You were alienated as strangers to the covenant of the promise. You were not part of the Old Testament. You had no hope. You were without God. You are without God while living in the flesh in this world. Can, do you remember what that emptiness felt like? That darkness of being separated, living an existence without a knowledge of God. Do you remember what that was? Paul is encouraging the, the, the Christians of Ephesus to remember what that felt like. Don't ever forget don't ever forget what your life was before Jesus and what your life was after Jesus. Don't ever forget. Don't ever forget. Why? Why should we not forget those days of darkness? Do you have your answer? Why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you wash that clean, erase that entirely? Why is it important for us to remember this? See if we can find our answer in scripture. It's always the best place to find your answer. Verse 13, it says, but now, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. He abolished the law of commandments by expressing an ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two making peace. Jesus Christ went deep enough he went deep enough to free us from darkness. He went deep enough to free us from religion. He went deep enough to free us from the blindness that covered our eyes and brought you from where you are from and brought you from where you are from and brought me from where I am from and said, I made, I made it new and I brought you peace. What would happen if we all forgot where we came from? What would happen here? How important it is for us to come from where we came from and say, this is where God brought me from, because God. And we come from over here and say, but this is where I came from, because God. And I come from my perspective and from my past and from my religion and from my binding and my slavery from sin and the freedom that I'm seeking from. And I come and I testify, this is my story. This is where I came from. This is how God has brought me from death to life, from darkness to life, God. And we all testify and bring glory to God. And it's not about our story and it's not about our past, but it's what links us together. And we say together in unison, this is how big our God is because of Jesus because of Jesus on the cross, because of Jesus risen again, we're in the light. We're in life and freedom. Freedom is literally in our hands. 
because God. We'll close in these two verses. I'm going to jump right in the middle. Paul writes these sentences that are super long and we break up his sentences into verses. I'm going to go right at the end of his sentence in verse 21. It says, in whom, in Jesus Christ, the whole structure that's you and me coming from our darkness into the light, the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord and him in Jesus Christ, you take this so selfishly, you also are being built together into the dwelling place for God by the spirit. I don't know if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. I don't know if you received the Lord and Savior years ago. But I'm telling you right now, if you have received Jesus as your Savior, as your resurrected King, this is your truth. This is your truth in our freedom study. This is your truth in your life every minute of every day. You are being built together into the very dwelling place for the Spirit of God. That's powerful. As you spend time with that area that you're seeking freedom from. Will you add this verse to your prayer life? Add this prayer, Lord, I'm seeking freedom from this area. What is that area? Name it, give it a name. God, I need freedom from this area. And then claim this, this verse as your prayer. Call it out and say, in you, Lord Jesus, you are building me together so that I may be a dwelling place for the Spirit of God. May that be your area of freedom, where you start, where you move forward today. We're so glad you joined us today. If you need prayer or simply have questions, email us at womeninseparable at gmail.com. You can find more Women Inseparable studies on various social media platforms.